fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the Fade You podcast, recapping NFL Week 11. Matthew James here with Neil the Bucket Boy with Mr. Hazmat Suit himself, Chris Duke. Boys, uh, Monday Night Football kicks off in about 30 minutes from Mexico City. Chris, have you ever been to Mexico before? Orale, vato. Claro que si. Pero Mexico City, no. Other cities in Mexico, yes like uh, Mazatlan and Puerto Vallarta, but I got I have yet to go to the capital. But it should be a good one. Colt McCoy, cock, huh, Matt? Niners against a backup QB favored by double digits. Uh, what could possibly go wrong, right? It'll all be fine. Funny story today. Driving up from uh, to Sacramento from Orange County today, stopping and get gas. There's a guy with a Niners hat on getting gas. I said, hey, like, you, you watching the game tonight? He's like, he's like, yeah, pretty excited. Uh, I said, well, who you got? He's like, well, of course, Niners. They just got so many weapons. Simple Easy. as that, baby. Lay it. Simple. Yep. Lay the points, whatever, parlay tease them. So many weapons. So Free money. I guess we'll see what happens. Now, let's talk about what happened yesterday in week 11. I want to get your take, Chris. Do you think people will overreact more to Dallas winning via domination or overreact to the Vikings looking as bad as they did? What do you think is the bigger overreaction taken away from that game? Well, I think just like I told you guys, the the guy I was playing poker with yesterday, he's so funny saying what all the, the people were saying. I could do, how are the Cowboys doing this? They just beat the they just beat Buffalo, you know? How the, how the hell are they doing this? Vikings are good, you know? And uh, in the spirit of Mexico City, I got a little Mexican accent there. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I think it's probably going to be the Cowboys because they're going to say, man, they, they just they, – they're going to justify it with they should have beat the Packers, right? They blew the 14-point lead, and then they're going to say they, they destroyed – you know, Vikings' worst home loss in, since, like, 67 or whatever it was. And they're going to say, well, they're going to justify with the Vikings. We knew they were kind of a fraud, right? That's been the saying this whole year. Oh, they just keep keep squeaking out one-score game. So, uh, I personally, again, this is why we do fade you. I fucking take that game as a grain of salt. Everything that could have went right went right. I got Pollard catching fucking 70-yard touchdown passes. Vikings couldn't do shit on offense, which makes sense. Sometimes Kirk just gets killed. I'm going to throw that game out and uh, start fresh, and that's how you got to think of it. But I know the public, they'll probably can't wait to just go lay nine against the Giants. And I would agree. There's Cowboy fans in the media are never short to overreact to Cowboys on either way, whether they look phenomenal or they look like dog shit. And I think there'll be no shortage of people thinking that, you know, Cowboys are Super Bowl bound and this is their year, right? That's what Jerry said. Yeah. Jerry's all over the it. Owner's saying it. Jerry was yeah, asked the owner's telling Super Bowl yeah. team. He said unequivocally, yes. There it is. <laughs> They're back. Uh... 
So I guess the other side of that, Chris, you talked about the Cowboys upcoming game on Thanksgiving is they're going to play the Giants who just lost to the Detroit Lions. Neil, the Giants ended up in your contest entry with Kmart. How'd that get in there? And at what point did you have buyer's remorse? Uh, that was in there based. We were sort of toying between, I think we talked about, I talked about on lost pad about, uh, you know, leaning towards jets. Um, either way we were going to have a loser. Um, the jets one would have stung more because I Uh, felt like if I was on the jets, I would, I would have felt really good about that for 99.98% of that game. Um, but ultimately it was somebody else's two other guys uh tops and you know it certainly smelled i don't think we talked necessarily about that game too much on uh the look ahead but um i mean right it just smelled how do you have a seven and two team at home only laying three to the dog shit lions um it smelled but yeah it definitely was a stinker um again not too remorseful about it because it was we were gonna have an l hung on us either way and it's almost easier just to take an outright L from halftime than, uh, again, Kyle would have broke something if we had had Jets in there and that one lost. So probably probably saved his in-laws a TV since he's visiting the fam out there. Chris, Neil makes a good point. Not all L's are created equal. How bad is that to have a Giants plus or a Jets plus three and a half ticket? It's three to three near the end of the game and you're punting it away, and the last thing you expect is a walk-off punt return touchdown to cover the three and a half. How bad is that? One of those ones that makes you swear off gambling. Like that's it. I'm retired. <laughs> Nothing can get me fucking off gambling. But um, yes, I'm like. But Matt, how are we gonna feel bad for these people, Matt? When you and I, like, what was it? Two or three times last year, we had plus oh. four and a half go to overtime and walk off six and we don't cover when we're covering the whole game. I mean, it happens a lot. And this just was magnified because it was one play instead of, um, you know, them maybe getting into field goal territory and covering the three and a half. But yeah, that was, I remember watching it and texting you guys and Joe on the opposite had the picture. So he was fortunate. So oh. it's crazy that the, the different, can you believe the difference in, in happiness and just sadness between those two, two plays there? Unreal. Unbelievable. I mean, kind of on a similar note. So nobody wanted to bet the poop that is the Carolina Panthers alongside me. I had the Panthers in my contest entry. That game's three to three in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Baker turnover. And I'm sitting with plus 13. I'm like, all right, this is great. The red zone is never showing this game. On that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Baker fumbles it or turns it over the Ravens score. And now it's 10, three. I'm like, all right, just end. There's like five minutes left in the game. The motherfucker keeps getting the ball back near his end zone. He throws a pick once. He turns it over on down once. The Ravens have it in Panthers territory, I think, three different times. And a field goal, I mean, because it, it was 10. No, it ended 13. 13 so if three, another yeah. field goal would have pushed. Another touchdown would have ended. I mean, that would have given us the L. So... Baker Mayfield, shout out to you, my friend, doing everything he possibly could to lose the cover for me. And somehow 
by the skin of my nutsack, they hung, they hung on and covered the 13. So sometimes when you bet poop, it's a miracle. And sometimes when you bet poop, you get the Houston Texans. Uh, that was in all of your contest entries. Is that one where people just maybe got a little too cute in trying to find a good flat spot for Washington? I mean, do we learn a lesson there that you can't touch the Texans when it's only a spread of three? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I know my partner and I both were we were looking at, at Lions was one of my six or seven uh, picks I sent him because and I told him I was like okay both of these are plus three you know they made them plus three and you know that's why these contests are so fucking hard you knew one was going to cover and one was going to lay a dud and the Lions showed up and the Texans lay the dead and of course we put the Texans in and uh, um, I just want to thank the Texans for kind of giving me a baby bit. I mean, the Lions for giving me a little hope. My over six and a half dog poop team total is actually kind of alive. They have to go three and four, and it hits. So, and uh, Ravens over nine and a half looking good, and Bucks under 11 and a half. So, hopefully, the dads followed us early in the season with our, our win totals because. They're alive. Matt, you already banged yours. It's cool. I just banged my Rams under. So thank you. Thank you, Ram. I'm going to get a Charmin soft blanket with those <laughs> winnings and celebrate with that. But, uh, okay, so Texans plus three obviously crapped out. How about can I interest you in Texans plus – I mean, I don't know how high this one's going to go. It's going to easily be double digits in Miami. Houston plus three, no, but can I interest you in Houston as a double-digit road dog in week 12? What do you think, Neil? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the same situation as the Panthers in, in Baltimore, right? I mean, you got a division leader. Similar yes. line, yeah. 12 plus 12. Except the mm-hmm. Miami offense averages 35 a game. And coming off a bye, which certainly yeah. should probably help Miami and Houston's just dead. Um, I don't swim in that pond. That's all Duke. I don't know. <laughs> That's surprisingly enough, though, not the biggest line of next week. Oh my Speaking god! Of your your Charmin Rams. Who would have ever thought that you that the Rams would be catching two touchdowns at Arrowhead? That's a crazy that one, one is going to yeah. be at least 14. I think it's 14 and a half. So 14 and a half. As yeah. we speak. Oh, my fuck. What do you think, Chris? Can I interest you in poop in week 12? I saw that. I just don't. I mean, uh, it's are they is Stafford going to be out or is it officially? I think I mean, he's they're They're still deciding. And we're recording this on Monday, so they're yeah. still deciding whether or not he needs to be back in the protocol. I mean, honestly, for the Rams, what's the point? And yeah. Here with a few games left, your season's dead. His arm's fallen off. He's been concussed multiple times. Man. I, yeah, I don't see a, I don't see a point. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he hobbles himself back out there. That's that's that whole team is just in a really weird predicament right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think I'm touching any, I don't want any piece of 14 with the Rams. Uh, Another result that stands out uh, from yesterday to me, and this is interesting because everybody near the top of the super contest leaderboard was on this. And I guess it's one that I overlooked was the Colts 
uh, put a big scare into Philly. So all of a sudden Philly can't cover a spread and they're going to be laying a touchdown again on Sunday night football to the Packers, who everyone now again thinks is dead after really no showing against Tennessee. So what do we think dads is, uh, are we seeing chinks in Philly's armor? Are they not able to cover a sizable spread as a favorite anymore? Or is that an overreaction? So we were on Colts in the contest, um, took them plus the seven. Um, from Philly's perspective, I I think that this is a probably in their realm of a bounce back spot against the Packers. Um, and our handicap really for the Colts was you really just didn't know. And I think we saw it against the Raiders. We really just didn't know what you were going to get out of it, you know, Saturday and the Colts. So that was kind of what our handicap was. And it feels like it was a little confusing for Philadelphia. I think they probably look at it, you know, in prime time, having themselves a, a get right game. And, and the line is suggesting that, you know, being able to come home. So I, it's tough to lay a full touchdown, but if I was going to lean one way, I'm not sure this makes our contest, but I could, I could see this as a big bounce back for Philadelphia. What do you think, yeah. Chris? How do you assess the Philly now? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely a concern, like you said, Matt. Is it? Are they the team that's just going to squeak by? I mean, we see it with the Chiefs too. You know, the Chiefs laying these six, seven, and, and they keep winning by a field goal. The Chargers have covered both games. Um, you know, they played them. Um, I talked about it the other the week. That was my play on the pod last week. I said, why is this line? Shouldn't it be closer to two or three? Um, why are we getting six here? Love that five and a half. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean towards – obviously, you know, Rodgers covered for you and me, Matt, a couple of weeks ago, catching the double digits in the Bills. I mean, if they're catching over seven, I mean, or do we not think that he can – pull something out of his ass they're down 10 you know or 13 late he can't go get a touchdown like he did against the bills so i'm gonna look that way as long as it's not a public dog you know i just stay away from those but right now i'm seeing closer to a 60 40 split but the line looks like it might be creeping towards six and a half so we'll see um but yeah i mean love it when when people count rogers out right Another one I was on that nobody else followed me with was uh, the Raiders. Hack it, going to hack it. And the Broncos are going to be just miserable pieces of shit like they have been all season. And so can I interest anyone in Broncos as a road favorite next week in week 12 against either Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? Or does it even fucking matter? A for Carolinas, it, it doesn't matter who's that quarterback. It's going to be it's going to be bad regardless. But feels yeah. like I, I feel like I don't know. I wish Kmart was on because I'd ask him how many times has he said to me, "Great spot for the Broncos." <laughs> right, that's the line. Great spot for the Broncos. Great spot for a bounce back. Um, yeah, we have gotten a cover or two from the Broncos. So they've they've held and then maybe gotten us a cover. But it, right, how many times can you say great spot for the Broncos to be able to bounce back here? Um, and beat up on a dead team. So, I mean, again, Carolina's defense, you hold Baltimore to three points through three quarters, that's no easy task, and it's not like this Denver's offense is doing anything. This total, I think, was 35. Oh, my God, I saw 35. Yeah, right? That's so, insane. What is this, insane. Iowa? It, right. This is this is like a, a Army-Navy game total, right? This is, this is embarrassing. So you have a super low total, which makes sense. 
Um, God, I just don't know. I don't want any part of either of these teams, I don't think. I think yeah. that, unfortunately, that's about half the league is that you don't want a part of that team. Like, You don't. You, yeah, I mean, how many times do you have to tell people you don't lay points with these teams? I mean, you know, it was a smelly road, division road favorite. I mean, division road dog, Matt, you capitalized on it. Um, like you said, none of us were on it. I really thought about Raiders. I just still can't believe that Al, Al, we talked about it on the pod on the last week. How is Cowboys not a spot? And I'm the only one out of all of us that put the easiest win yeah. blocking chair. Shame. Fucking yep. Vikings off that win and Cowboys off that loss. And I, I couldn't believe none of you guys put it in there with me. Hmm. <clears throat> yep. uh, what else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big time. Uh, other takeaways from yesterday. What are we missing? Chris, you got anything else? Anything else catch your eye that a takeaway from yesterday's games? Fuck Pittsburgh and fucking Cincy for scoring so damn much. Whatever happened to a good old oh. NFC North fucking 10 to 3 game? Damn. Not yesterday. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they that was a good battle, but I'm interested in uh in seeing how how Cincy moves forward after that. I know we, we had some interest last week in Cincy going to Tennessee after the big primetime Thursday night win. That line's going to be I'm, – I'm sure we're going to get plenty of double-sided action on that. Um, lean yeah. Cincy right now um, after they kind of didn't look that good against – they looked like they let Kenny Pickett do whatever he wanted and score 30 points. So we'll see. Yeah, that'll be a really interesting game – what is that? Tennessee minus one, one and a half right now, just with the home field. I'm showing Tennessee plus one and a half. Oh, so the Bengals are favored. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, both teams looking good. I mean, since he's big injury is at cornerback, and I don't know that the Titans are going to really threaten them on the outside too much. So that'll be um, that'll definitely be one we talk about in our preview here in a couple days. Neil, anything else from you that stood out box score wise, public overreaction wise from yesterday? Nothing too much. I think the only other game, right, that I saw that kind of came down was that Browns Bills game, right? This, uh, I think Matt, you had this. You had Browns. Well, Chris Plus and seven. I both did. Both oh did, man, right? they're and, and they're going down and, and Chris, they're going, they're they're going down in garbage time, down fifteen, mm -hmm. and they're going right down the field with no time left and Chris and I are texting each other. We're like, Oh my God, they might do it. They might score yeah. go for two land seven. And they score Chris's boy, Donovan people's Jones. And what do they do? Chris, they line up for the extra point to make it eight and we get half point tickled. And that's just the, that's just the worst. How do you not go for that? When your, your offense is on a roll, how do you not say, Hey, let's just, let's just take two more. And I mean, because I, I guess if you don't get it, then it's nine and there's just not enough time to get two more scores at that point. So I guess they did the right thing where you kick and make it eight. And now it's just a one score game still. But I get what you're saying. I mean, you have you were moving you, the ball. You no have to problem. Get, you have to get a two point conversion, you know, Yeah. as so Joe would say, too. irregardless. So um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's kind of a hurt that hurts, too, because the Browns. Missed a short field goal, and then on, on the I, sh I saw some highlights where 
didn't Cooper or someone dropped a wide open pass that would have put him up 14-3 instead of 10-3. So the cover's right there, and and the uh, yep. Browns just just couldn't pull it out for us. Sad day. Simply a shame for the dads. Yeah, the Bills played a completely clean game. They made all six field goals. They didn't fumble. They didn't. We didn't get the Josh Allen red zone interception like we had gotten the past couple of weeks. So. Tough one for myself and for Chris. We were a little frustrated texting back and forth as that one was playing out, to Would say the least. So four in one week, but oh, I can't week. find it. I mean, it's insane. I, so we'll talk more about this on the preview. But I, I, I've gone three and two like nine weeks in a row, and I know a lot of people would take that. Like we're tied for forty eighth, and that's that's pretty awesome. But these leaders keep going. 5 and 0, 4 0 and 1. So there's just no way to catch, no way to make up any ground if that's happening. Hate to see it. All right. So last last question for the last question for the dads before we go to Monday night. Can you really back yeah. Kirk Cousins on Thursday playing in primetime? Nope. Amazing fade you spot though, right? Like Lang, you I just got so. blown out, right? I think you're, so. Yeah. Now you're laying points. You know, at home against New England at three, I just don't know if I can get there. These it just every single time this guy doesn't play at 10 a.m. It's just an absolute stinker. I just don't know that I can get there on Thursday night with with the Texans. Yeah, I just think how how bad New England's offense has been. Yeah, too, right. I like mean, three points against the Jets. Yeah. yeah, and now they're only getting. I mean, the narrative is. Yeah, it's a pretty obvious narrative, right? It's a bounce back spot for Minnesota and the Patriots got lucky. So I think that's how a lot of people are going to think about it. And so, Neil, I'm with you. I think it's a great fade you narrative game where, I mean, it's it's tough, though, because Vikings, yeah. like how much are they coming back down to earth after having everything go their way for like well over a month? So that we will we'll maybe lead with that one. It's one of the Thanksgiving games, so. We'll do. We'll crank out a preview pod. I think either tomorrow or Wednesday. And um, I mean, there's enough interesting games here in Week 12. There's no buys, so we'll be back uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. So look out for that, uh, everybody. If you're if you're listening, if you listen to this, stumble across this, follow us on Twitter at Feed You Sports. Uh, if you see this on YouTube, like it, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we've got plenty more content coming up in the home stretch of this NFL season. So for Chris, for Bucket Boy. Enjoy Monday Night Football and uh, go poop. Hammer poop, right, Chris? Hammer poop, cock. Just warn everybody what happens sometimes if you bet poop like the Houston Texans. <laughs> You'll be down 20-0 in a jiffy. <laughs> or it's fun. you may be the Lions and win. This is Fade.